0: Welcome to Season 5 of the Getting Into Good Trouble Podcast, where we get into good trouble so you don't have to. Each podcast episode will explore an ongoing or recently resolved international protest. This episode of the Getting Into Good Trouble Podcast will focus on the crowd-crush protests happening in Seoul, South Korea. We see hundreds of
1: thousands of people within the age range of 20 and above storming the streets of the Itaewon District in Seoul, South Korea all there to enjoy a night of Halloween festivities just two days short of the actual holiday. However, this night of fun and games would soon turn into
0: a night of gore and pain in the following hours leading up to the disaster. By 5pm, people flooded into the alleyway beside the Hamilton Hotel. It became so packed that some say it was completely blocked off.
1: At 6.34 p.m., the police will receive an emergency call. The first of 11 increasingly urgent calls that first pleaded for crowd control, then for rescuers
0: of the situation. That alley doesn't look safe, they said. It feels like people can be crushed to death, the caller said.
1: I barely escaped. I think you need to control this. There are simply too many people.
0: Police Police will come come back
1: and check that out. out,
0: the police responded. By 7 p.m., people in the alley were spilling out onto the adjacent main road. According to police logs, they received a second emergency call just after 8 p.m. Similar warnings, growing more dire, soon followed.
1: By 9 p.m., an emergency caller urged the police to make an emergency dispatch now, saying a big accident could occur at any moment. Several other callers around this time warned that people were being trampled on, describing the situation as horrible.
0: At 9.02, they received a call. Somebody is going to to die. die. By 9.30 p.m., streets were crammed full. Partygoers were still arriving in their area. At 9.40 p.m., a friend planned to meet an exchange student, but the crowds were so severe he mentioned his his friend at 10.17, urging him to avoid the area. By 10.21, some began taking desperate measures to escape the alleyway photo shows a man climbing a wall to escape at 10:23, more calls were re- received they reported that five people fell they were either going to get hurt or die one said authorities rushed the scene where they saw 10 rows of faces we couldn't even see their legs they reported they said workers pulled out the people in the bottom row first but when we laid them on the ground they said most of them were unconscious The sheer volume of people made it difficult for the police to reach those who needed help. Videos were posted showing people performing compressions on partygoers as they waited for medical attention.
2: So on October 29th, 2022, um, there was a crowd crush in Itaewon, um, Seoul, South Korea that killed over 150 people. A
1: developing story in South Korea, a crowd of mostly young people celebrating Halloween were trapped and crushed.
2: Um, Many people fell beneath the crowds, causing them to suffocate. And all these people were in their 20s and 30s, and some even younger. Um, This was mostly caused by lack of precautions by police because many calls were made um, and no one came until people started dying, which was a very big issue. Um, and many surges started happening that caused people to fall over. And it took way too long for emergency services to respond.
3: What? Wait, what is a crowd surge? What does that mean?
2: So a crowd surge is like when the crowd is like pushing to get out. Um, someone falls and a bunch of other people like fall with them and they go back and forth and it's just turns into a vicious cycle of people falling under other people
1: when it came when it <laughs> comes to the police uh, and their precaution, their lack of precautionary measures like can you explain a little bit more about that or
2: so by the lack of precautionary measures this was the year after COVID so mm-hmm many people like they did not think about how crowds would be such a big problem after covid restrictions were taken off so um i like to call it like complacency because they um they didn't like plan for this because this hadn't happened before Mm -hmm. and so they didn't think anything of the issue
3: yeah so were there any police on site
2: um, I'm sure, like there were some people, yeah. but mm-hmm. there weren't as many as there needed to be.
3: Yeah, I was. Was that? Do you think it's because it wasn't like a scheduled event? Like it was. Yeah. It was just.
2: I think it. Yeah, I think it wasn't like planned enough. So yeah. they yeah. just needed to plan for the worst possible thing to happen. And they weren't prepared. To make sure. Yeah. And they yeah. weren't prepared for that yeah. to happen.
1: Because one of the things, like, like in specific, the total amount of police officers that I had saw was like 100. 137, um, That and that's, like, compared to, like, other, like, political demonstrations or um, concerts of which there'll be, like, over thousands of officers there to make sure that if anything happens that they're always there to protect people. So it's kind of, it brings up the question, like, why weren't there as many now, even with the calls and things like that?
3: hmm Also, another thing about, like, um, usually when it's a big group of people and, like, an event, they have crowd scientists yeah. that, like, mm-hmm. predict where the people are going to go so they have, like, exit paths and, like, but they didn't have that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um And, like, I was going to think, like, uh, when you said, like, the police being a factor to it, I was also seeing, like, the, it was also um, the out, the main alley that people were, like, getting suffocated under. There there were terrac- terraces there that were actually illegal because according to the code, they weren't supposed to be there because they... Are shortening the gap and so by them by these people not like refusing to take off like take down these terraces and the police not enforcing that law mm-hmm. it caused for this event to happen it's like well if if police had it if pe- police enforced the um, terraces being taken down then maybe there would have been more space for people to move and it would have been as bad as it was that night
3: so, yeah. mm-hmm. were they like in the way of the road?
1: Yes, like um, the alley was here. Like the alley is a let's just say the alley is about like um, four. How do you know how much? It was
2: it? I think fifteen feet wide. Okay. Oh, wow.
1: So in the terraces, because they like cover a little bit of space. Let's just say those like take like two to three feet. So it's like. It's not yes, in like on paper, it's like oh, not a, not a lot, but like in that situation, it yes, makes it a huge yeah. difference. because yeah. there's like a hundred thousand people packed in that one alley trying to get out. So yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, like imagine not being able to control where your body goes yeah. because people are like squishing like you on all mm-hmm. sides. So wherever they go, you're, you're gonna, have gonna have to go. go with them. It's
1: like a sea of people almost. Yeah. Um, but it makes me wonder. Like, um, beforehand, I didn't even know what a crowd like. Crush was yeah.
3: Um, a lot of people don't know what a crowd crush is. Um, well, people have heard of them, but they don't know why they're so dangerous. People have often heard of the one that happened at the Travis Scott concert, yeah. and while that was tragic, it wasn't even like nearly as bad as a lot of them that have happened throughout history. The reason why they are so dangerous is not because. You would get trampled, which is what people's brain first go to. Like, yeah. oh, they're dangerous because you get trampled. But um, what people don't know is that it's actually because it cuts off your um, space to breathe. You're so tightly packed within people, like, on all sides of you, that you can't even take a breath in and out. Yeah.
4: Um,
3: you can't raise your arms. You can't, like, you can't move. Um and they're often confused with stampedes, but okay. stampedes are when people are running away from danger. But when you're in a crowd crush, you're just yeah, there's like, in a crowd. Yeah. There's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to run. Um, and some of the best things to do if you ever are in a crowd crush is to put your hands up around in front of like your lungs mm-hmm. to give you space to breathe. And also to communicate with people in the crowd because one of the reasons why they happen is that people that are walking into the area don't know that there's a dangerous crowd crush happening. So people will just keep walking and adding pressure. And another um, reason they can be dangerous is if one person falls because you are so tightly packed um, on both sides. If the one of the people next to you goes down you go down with them because of the pressure, yeah. mm-hmm. and so you can also fall and get trampled like that, and yeah. it's really dangerous. Yeah, um, and that's
2: basically like how most of the people in the crowd crush
3: died. Yeah, because yeah. asphyxiation Asfix- yeah. when you're you have no room to breathe. I am mm-hmm.
1: also like an example of how dangerous these crowd crushes can be. There are viral photos on the internet um, t- containing pictures of like dozens upon dozens of shoes that were put that were from the victims that were in the crowd crush because the mm-hmm. crowd crush were so had so much pressure that it's you have so you
3: have so little control of your body that like when you move your shoes you okay. get taken out and, of your like, shoes and think about that though like shoes like
1: they're not meant to like just go off like randomly mm-hmm. and so for people for that to be that
3: much pressure to the point that your shoes come it's off. so tight that like people couldn't lift you out yeah. of the top like they couldn't lift you up and out of it even if they tried yeah like yeah. i remember
1: watching a docu-series about the actual soul mm-hmm. incident and while watching it, it was one of those people he was a part of the he was a part of the um, army and he was saying how instead of pulling them out he ended up pushing himself in because of the amount of pressure that was taking the people so that is yeah, if you
3: look at videos of it, like the way the crowd moves, it looks like they're like liquid. Yeah. Like they have just no control.
0: To learn a little bit more about the science behind crowds, we met with Dr. G. Keith Still, a visiting professor at the University of Suffolk. He teaches crowd science and worked with other experts on the Halloween crowd crush. Here he is now. Can you tell us a little about a little bit about yourself?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm the visiting professor of crowd science at the University of Suffolk. I also teach at Brady University of Applied Science in Holland, and I work with NCS4 in uh, University of Southern Mississippi in the states. I specialize in uh, risk analysis and uh, basically preparing people on um, how to assess risks before they manifest themselves.
0: So, as you were doing some research on this topic. We heard the term crowd science thrown around. What is crowd science?
4: I I defined it as the how, why, where, when uh, crowds form and move. So you're looking at the dynamics, uh, the physical attributes of a crowd. um, What is the safe capacity? How quickly might a space fill? So the fundamental mathematics, how many people can you accommodate per unit area? Uh, or on a site or in parts of a site where they might migrate. So uh, the second thing is uh, looking at crowd psychology, crowd behavior. How do we influence crowd behavior? What kind of information systems do we need? So why do people uh, motivate to move in a particular direction is all down to communication systems. So a little bit of uh, maths, uh, quite a bit of psychology.
0: So we know you've been doing a little work about the Idoan disaster. Do you have any like insight you can give us?
4: Uh, Yes. Uh, In fact, we've just had a workshop, the second workshop, uh, we were looking at uh, fundamentally any geometry uh, in any nighttime economy or any environment has a finite limit to the number of people that can uh, exist in that space safely. Uh, Once you exceed that limit, then cross flow, counter flow and convergence can lead to extreme pressures, surging. Uh, a surgeon can then uh, cause a progressive crowd collapse. And that's uh, apparently what happened. But uh, 801 sadly was an area where uh, you, coming out of uh, COVID, a Halloween event, uh, a lot of youngsters gathering in public spaces, those are the red flags that say you really ought to monitor and control the number of people in those areas. Because once you exceed that safety limit, then unfortunately these these are the kind of consequences
1: um I have a question. you were in, you were talking about cross flow, counter flow and consurgence. Can you give us like definitions for the three um... yeah, sure.
4: cross flow when people are moving uh, uh, through each other like across. Mm-hmm. counterflow when people are moving in opposite directions, you know coming from left to the right and right to the left, and convergence when they're moving towards a point. So it might be front of stage, it might be uh, you know uh, the narrow uh, exit of a t junction. So whenever people converge on a particular point, density can grow very quickly. So how did it all happen? Like,
0: we know that a lot of people, like, got stuck in that alleyway. Why that alleyway?
4: Uh, Because of the slope. Uh, Crowds moving in that direction, it only takes one person to trip, slip, and fall. And then you have a progressive crowd collapse. Any area uh, where you've got narrow spaces and a large crowd moving into it, it just takes one person to trip, slip, or fall. Uh, and then people pile up on top of that. You've got the back of the crowd moving forward. They can't see what's happened three or four heads in front of them because it's high density. So you've got a lot of people in front of you. Uh, so you move slowly uh, forward. And unfortunately, that builds the pressure up. More and more people fall across. And unfortunately, in those environments, that uh, you know, in 30 seconds, uh, you can lose consciousness. In six minutes, you're brain dead. So you end up with uh, massive organ failure as a consequence of lack of oxygen. So constrictive or restrictive asphyxia.
1: Do you think um, there be there with the Entebbe disaster that there could have been any means that could have prevented the situation or at least um, scaled the situation downward?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in many uh, nighttime economies, when you know you've got a, a potentially large turnout of crowds. Uh, you monitor them in, and when it's too full, you just stop people gaining access. Uh, but the first thing you do is just assess what's the safe capacity. If you haven't done that, you don't know what the risks are, and if you don't know what the risks are, it's too late, and you know it, it's happened. And then you go, oh, maybe we should have looked at this. So you know, being able to assess the density ahead of I mean, uh, you know, there's a point at which density becomes dangerous in itself. So just be aware of that, and be aware of your surroundings, be aware of what other people are doing, and you know, if it looks crowded. Possibly just step back. As soon as people are packed together so that there's no space between them, there you've got high risk. And if it's in an area where you've got cross-flow, counter-flow, convergence, you've got a significant risk to life and limbs. So avoid. Let's say we can not avoid it and we're
0: already in it. What can we do?
4: Uh, first of all, make sure you know where your exits are. And if the crowd's surging, you can move backwards and sideways, backwards and sideways. As the crowd surges forward and back, take that moment where the pressure releases and as a backward movement to try and get sideways and back, sideways and back. That's a good way of getting out of those kind of environments. But mostly, just try and be aware of high-density environments before you get into those spaces. So for our final question,
0: going forward, what can we do to prevent this from happening?
4: Awareness. Uh, just be aware that uh, there's a certain point in any environment where if you've not got space to move, then you're at risk. So look at it, uh, you know, <clears throat> what they call situational awareness. Uh, you do go to nightclubs, you go to environments. As soon as you get into any space, if you can't see the exits, if there's not appropriate signage, if it doesn't look like there's good management in play, if the information's not clear, red flag just be aware that you expect those sort of things, but you should be on the lookout for it as well. I think that's it. Thank you so
0: much for taking the time to meet with us. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to bring up an interesting topic here. On the documentary on Paramount Plus called Crush, they brought up this idea that it was kind of an old versus young, because a while back there was another incident where young people were on a boat, this boat sunk and responders weren't there in time. They oh, I heard calls, about that. But they just didn't The did ferry disaster? Yeah. yeah. And the same thing happened with this crush, and it's predominantly young people that were making these calls and dying, so... And most of the government officials, or higher-ups, are old people, and they look down on the young, and they start blaming the people in the crush for having the party life. Yeah. yeah
2: the people who were trying to plan this should have planned ahead for something yeah but the thing
0: is and they
3: they did they just they just didn't enforce it it. they didn't act on
2: it yeah and the thing is
1: like there was no the key thing is there was no event organizer because there was no event organizer for the festivities and things like that there was no um like crowd barriers and enforcements or like crowd signs in place to to enforce it
3: another thing is that Um, South Korea in the past has been very good about big events with lots of people and crowds. And the young people who were attending these parties were probably expecting to be safe because that's how they usually are. Yeah. Um, And I think that could be another layer to it. Yeah.
1: And then um, also, but also it's like mourning because these people are never gonna come back and mm-hmm. I remember seeing that there are just people who there's this one girl who was like I had got my friend best friend to come out to a bar once and that mm-hmm. one time she died so it's like it yeah. sinks really deep and it's like knowing that this isn't a, this wasn't an accident but this could have like uh this could have with the police or the metro station or the fire station this could have easily been de-escalated or even prevented Mm -hmm. but and so knowing that like that's driving these people to protest and to demand change yeah could
3: you imagine being like a parent of one of these kids and you knew that like this could have prevented like so many people and your children like people who aren't even adults could have been saved But
1: But the government
3: did not enforce the
1: the, protocols and things like that. And I
2: saw another news clip, which was of a mom, like, talking about how her daughter died. Mm -hmm. And they were two days short of her daughter's birthday.
3: It's so sad. If you – I really recommend, like, looking it up, looking at some of the stories because it's so sad and it's so moving and like the things that they do to like, keep their children's memory alive is amazing. Yeah,
1: especially because, and it's like not all the higher-ups are bad, because once the president heard of this, he declared a national day of mourning, mm-hmm. and even like now you can see like tents set up mourning the people who, had, who lives were lost during the Halloween crowd
0: crush.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah. I think the most important thing that we all can do now is just spread awareness a lot of the victims they feel like people are just going to move on just forget about it but mm-hmm. if we spread awareness people will remember and they'll be more cautious and things like this won't ever have to have to happen again yeah this can
3: be prevented again in the future yeah because one of the reasons they're so dangerous is that people don't know about them mm-hmm.
0: it is the worst disaster in south, south korea declaring a national period of mourning authorities are still investigating exactly what caused this crowd crush hey thank you so much for listening to getting into good trouble podcast huge thanks to dr still for letting us interview him and
1: this episode is dedicated to the lives that were unfortunately lost in the it's disaster if you enjoyed this episode please tune into some of our other episodes on the getting into good trouble podcast where we get into good trouble so you don't have to this is Jalen, emma eli and abby thank you